absolutely everything in America gets looked at in a different light. Now, I was reading the other day um, the British historian Paul Johnson's History of the American Peoples. And the opening line of this book is, he says, I'm going to slightly misquote it, but he says something like, the opening line is, the history of the American people is the greatest history in the world. Now, I read that the other day. I thought, that was only published in 2000. Can you imagine somebody, a popular mainstream historian, opening with that line today? They would be crucified for it. What do you mean? How dare you say that? Why? Because everything in the past, in America and the wider West, has also been played through this same incredibly negative, hostile lens. Everybody in the past is now held to the standards of 2022. Um, and by the way, this same thing happens in the UK. Um, our greatest national hero, Winston Churchill, has also gone through a toppling process in recent years. Now, whenever his name is published by the BBC, they link to an article which says the 10 worst crimes of Winston Churchill. One of the crimes was that he had some Victorian attitudes about race. Well, he was born in Victorian England, so it's not that much of a surprise. Uh, but we saw in the summer of 2020, when the iconoclasm burst out in America, we saw the same thing happening in the UK. Churchill's statue in Parliament Square was repeatedly attacked and eventually was boxed up in an iron box so that it wouldn't be pulled down. And as I discovered at that point, when, when I was debating with people who were very, very hostile about Churchill, I kept thinking, why would you come for Churchill? And one of the reasons this question kept coming to my mind was, first of all, why, do you, why can you put nothing in context? You know, okay, you think he did this thing in 1911 where one miner died in a police response in Wales. On the other hand, he saved the world from Nazism. You know, so surely that's got to count for something. Um, he once said this thing that I don't approve of in 2022. Again, work out the ledger, please. Um, but I was repeatedly thinking, well, why would they come for Churchill? And one of the answers I came to was, because if you want to attack Britishness, you have to attack Winston Churchill. Because that's one of the places where our sense of pride, purpose, what our parents and grandparents fought for, died for, is the, the, well, the person who represents this. Um, well, a similar process, a much bigger, much much worse process has been going on in America. Um, as I show in The War on the West, absolutely everything in American history has now been run through an entirely negative lens. And the negative lens always relies on the following things. Racism, connections with slavery. And in the case of the UK, of course, you have the added issue of empire. Um, and something very strange has happened. Uh, first of all, you have movements like the 1619 project of the New York Times. I, I, I write about this project in, in, in the book a bit. And, there's, and then this project has been torn apart by other people, but it was a pleasure to do it again. Um, I mean, the 1619 project says, said that its aim was to rewrite the founding date of America so that it was clearer, this is the words of the authors, 
that America was born into the sin of slavery, that slavery is the foundational element in American life. By the way, the authors also, um, I mean, they did hit jobs on everything, including, by the way, one that hasn't had enough attention uh, was um, American capitalism. Um, I, should, um, I should tell you that I have some fun with this because the New York Times commissioned a completely illiterate uh, sociologist to basically attack American capitalism by saying that it was connected to the plantations. Um, he said, uh, in particular, he says, this is the New York Times doing this, um, that when people sit down in their, at their desks in America in the morning, they are using things like tracked, recorded, and analyzed vertical reporting systems, double entry record keeping, and precise quantification. Many of these techniques that we now take for granted were developed by and for large plantations. Um, as I say, um, could there be any reason why a system in which things are, quote, tracked, recorded, and analyzed might work better than a system in which things are, for instance, lost, ignored, and forgotten about. Um, the point is that everything, by the way, part of the illiteracy of that claim, of course, is the plantation system was nothing to do with capitalism. It was a feudal system. It had nothing to do with capitalism. But the 1619 Project, the New York Times, which is no small thing, aimed to rewrite everything in America in this completely negative light. And then, bit by bit, we saw this same thing go through everything in American history. Uh, we saw it, first of all, statues of southern generals and others, and people were very confused and conflicted about that. And I said at the time, we have a debate about all of that, but I, I, I wrote this in the New York Post, where I, come. I, said, I said, does anyone know where the stop button is on this thing? And in absolutely no time, we discovered nobody did, um, because that same iconoclastic movement of course, went for Columbus again, on, again, the presumption that it would have been better if Columbus had not discovered the Americas, and that he should either have gone back home and stayed silent, or gone back home and said, I have discovered a large piece of real estate, but it doesn't have any potential. You know, I mean, the attacks on Columbus are so strange um, and comprehensive now that is, I mean, dozens and dozens of representations of Columbus have come down, of course. Um, then we get on to the Founding Fathers. You know, we get to the point in 2020, in the summer of 2020, where, where when then-President Trump gives his speech at Mount Rushmore, the CNN correspondent says the president is going to kick off Independence Day weekend this weekend by standing in front of an image of two slavers on standing on stolen land. I thought... If you've decided that Mount Rushmore is stolen land and your founders are just slavers, nothing else to be said about them, then what exactly is left of this republic? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, and so it moved on to the founding fathers. This very strange thing. Thomas Jefferson, completely rewritten. One aspect of Jefferson's life that was maybe not that well known about 100 years ago becomes the only thing that any school child knows. Um, and in the city where I live in New York, Again, this had consequences just last year. Thomas Jefferson's statue is voted to be removed by the council. They pull him down, crate him up, and wheel him through a back door. And one of the members of the New York Council said, well, of course, because Thomas Jefferson doesn't represent our values. Well, 
Anyway, um, you move forward, you get to the Civil War, you get, of course, the criticisms of the South, but you also get the same criticisms of the North. You have one of the most admired figures in American history, Lincoln, there used to be some unity about, um, portrayed in the same light. I was in Portland, Oregon, the morning after they pulled down, the mob pulled down the statue of Lincoln there. And a few months later, the authorities in Boston didn't even have to wait for the mob. They took down their statue of Lincoln before the mob got to it. Um, and then I came back to this same thing I was thinking in the case of Britain. Well, why would you come for Abraham Lincoln? I mean, I was speaking to one of his biographers recently, and aside from his extraordinary um, success as president, um, I mean, that story of Lincoln is one of the great American success stories. I mean, as this biographer of his said to me, Abraham Lincoln was basically born in the Iron Age. I mean, they had nothing, nothing. You know, Abraham Lincoln had maybe one year's formal education in his entire life. The rest was all self-taught, all self-taught. And, and he rose to the highest position in the land. So this is one of, by any standards, this is one of the great American stories it's a story of heroism, it's a story of achievement, it's a story of pulling yourself up and making something of your life. So I came back to the same thing I had with Churchill was, of course you have to come for the Founding Fathers. Of course you have to come for Lincoln, you have to come for Roosevelt, you have to come for absolutely everybody. Even come for Martin Luther King now, who's also deemed not to be up to scratch by the standards of the 2020s. You've got to come for absolutely everybody because then we lose our story then Americans lose the right to their own story. They're told, first of all, your history is terrible. And then you have no right to feel any pride in it because there's nothing good in it. Now, this remorseless lens, I should say, is not used by any society other than Western societies on itself. This is a very strange thing going on in the modern West. You know, most peoples want to think well of themselves all societies have something good to be said about themselves. Only today in the modern West do we allow ourselves to be talked about in this extraordinary, relentless, hostile light.